Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Except no sandwich. Welcome, welcome, dear listeners. Welcome to cold, wet, grey January afternoon in South Bourbon's evening. FA Cup action. The visitors are, of course, our near neighbours and despite rivals from Selhurst Park, Crystal Palace. Two teams just coming on for the pitch. As you can tell, a set-out crowd. Hot atmosphere. Hot atmosphere, dear listeners. Team today in goal today, George Long, Bob Bielkowski taking a week off. Uh, back line will be uh, Sean Hutchinson, Jake Cooper, and Alex Pierce. Uh, some debate online about Alex Pierce, but it's Pierce, Hutch, and Cooper in the back three. Either side of them, Danny Mack and uh, Scott Malone in midfield. Billy Mitchell, George Savile up front today. No Jed Wallace, Sandy, Shea Ojo starts. Billy Gafobe and Tom Bradshaw on the bench. No Jed Wallace on the bench, make it up when you will. We have Bart, Peter uh, Bell, Smith, Bennett, Evans, Bury, turned back from Hartlepool, Boateng, Topoloy, and Zach Lovelace. Crystal Palace is apparently named a full-strength side, um, anticipating exactly what they're getting, which is a, a hostile stadium today. Um, some some uh, decent names in their side, but we're not going to be bothered about them. Their Premier League outfit assembled at some cost. We're very much the underdogs today, dear listeners. I think it's got to be said. Um, but the den is the um, is the wild card. Wild card. Let's see how it plays out. And it's live on ITV. What can possibly go wrong, dear listeners? Give the self and that's all we want from the players too. Give us that and um, we'll be happy. Win, lose or draw. No draw today, incidentally. It's um, the FA Cup this season. He's played to a finish or penalty shootout. Big story of the week, of course, the imminent departure, it seems, of Jed Wallace. Whether to Nottingham Forest or elsewhere, we remain to be seen. He's not in today's squad. Matt Smith also, stories about him going to Wigan. Um, you'll see. But today's all about the FA Cup and the, uh, the eternal 
underdog versus um, Premier League side storyline that we all love. Lions will be attacking the away end in the first half in accordance with English law and legislation since the time of the Anglo-Saxon Chronicles, written by the Venerable Bede himself. online, a lot of build-up, but today it's going to be all about who, who brings it. Fireworks. That's got to be from the Palace end. There was a, a wonderful story about um, their ultras um, bring, buying black jackets or some nonsense like that to come here, but no scarves or colours. I'll take it as a firework, no gunshot. Away we go. Pyro, it was Pyro, smoke drifting across the den now as the game gets underway. Division of the Millwall support, certainly. So Mill have already rejected derisory, two derisory offers from Nottingham Forest for Jed Wallace. Whether they're going to come back with um, a valuation that meets the clubs, I don't know. I've seen 1.2 million seems exceptionally cheap for a player of his quality, but we will see, of course. Early ball out of defence. There goes um, Shay Ojo. Before he might have had a touch of handball there, but he's got away. That's coming down the right wing. Bradshaw's in the middle, just inside the first minute. Ball into middle. That's going to be an early baller for the Lions. Deflected on the right side. It'll be Scott Malone that takes it over on the right side. In it comes. It's Davis is swirling in. Is it the crossbar? Gone for a goal kick. Almost went straight in from Scott Malone. A lot of youngsters on the bench this afternoon, dear listeners. There was a story on News at Den, uh, sorry, London, London News Online about Gary Rowett not expecting to fill the bench for the FA Cup tie. There could be a real defensive headache. Murray Wallace is not available for us today. I think his partner is, is with child and he's there for the birth of his, uh, of his baby. So um, I think that's fair enough. I think um, I might have put the hex on Jake there. He's just put it straight into touch in six minutes. The distinctive aroma of Balkan Sobrani wafts across the den, or whatever it is. Chelsea Rentboy. Who's that? <laughs> Gallagher's back into the uh, fray. Great tackle there by Sean Hutchinson. Nickel wins the ball for Danny Mack on the right side. Halfway inside. Palace half attacking run by Danny Mack. Can he get the ball in? It's clattered off a of Palace heel for Millwall throwing. Over on the right side. Comes in 13 minutes. It's been really um, all Millwall in, in truth since the game has started. That early corner that hit the crossbar from Scott Malone. And then that chance for Benegafobe, which unfortunately put over. But apart from that, it's been a bright start by the Lions, for me anyway. All the way back to the Palace goalkeeper. He's under pressure. He's got Tom Bradshaw. 
It's Derek Benninger forward. Hopefully that will play on that goalkeeper's mind and he might make another mistake. Let's hope so. Or perhaps he could have a psychological breakdown completely. Maybe Palace on I don't know. We'll see. Early lead for the Lions, 18 minutes gone, Dennis Mers. Tackles are crunching in now. If Palace wondered what a derby match against Millwall might be like, they might have said they had an idea, but they're certainly getting it this afternoon. All breaks again, midfields. It's Bennett Cafobo. Spreads it wide left. Sean Hutchinson, they're all going in. Danny McNary just crossing into the Palace half. All the way back to Jules Long. Jake Coop on a little dribbling run there. Reminiscent of Danny Matthews himself. Here comes Danny Mack. He finds Shay Ojo. 19 minutes. Ball into the box. Panic stations by the Palace defence. They put it into touch. Lines are on fire at the moment. The den is ablaze. Passing the 20 minute mark. It's been all Millwall so far. This is leading 1 0. Justifiably, in my opinion. Palace have shown us very little so far, but a long way to go yet. There'll be a lot of them, I think, dear listeners. It was um, like an ultra's leaked message with one of their WhatsApp groups. Apparently, the, the deal was to meet at a pub called the Albion, somewhere in South Norwood. Um, no colours, no, no, no showy behaviour, but all, everyone was going to wear black jackets. I presume there's a lot of them wearing black jackets, though, but I haven't looked. We were pressing very high so far, dear listeners. It's working well for us. The Palace do pass their way forwards here. This is the 23, that's Gallagher, isn't it? The, uh, the 11, if a bit of space for him to run into, this should be a great save, Jules Long, that shot was on target, that's going to go for a corner, put behind by, I think, Alex Pierce, that was a strong save by Jules Long, that gave the, the, the 11 time and space to run and, sh and shoot, and he will do cause damage if you give him that time and space, a good save there, keeps the lines in it. Scott Malone's going to take this on 27 minutes, and it comes, it's swinging away from the goalkeeper, it's nicely done, just ran away from everybody there slightly. Shot from distance, skimming shot, I think that was Ojo. I wonder if he's taken my advice and he's started to rely on his confidence a little bit more. I really do believe he has. I believe he's an avid listener to the show and has decided that what Nick says, football-wise, is what goes. That's my firm belief, dear listeners. 
Our main problem with them seems to be if we give them time and space. I mean, that might be stating the obvious, but then I'm a football fan of knowledge. And um, if you give them time and space, the only, their nearest chance for that shot that was saved well by, by Long in goal came as a consequence of slackness and giving them, you know, that little bit of a, that moment. It is nice to have a bit of a break from league action, the, uh, the glamour of the cup, full house, bigger, you know, derby opponents make a change from the somewhat um, inconsistent grind of the league. It's, it's, um, I, I, I like the FA Cup, I think, um, ask any fan really, I know it's become slightly tarnished in the modern game, but yeah, this is a great occasion and it's, it makes a real... Um, you know, it illuminates the season so far. It's not been a great season, one way or the other. But today is one of those big moments, and this is what we come to football for, dear listeners. Pressing forwards now from midfield, ball into the right side. That isn't quite clear. The seven picks it up about halfway inside the middle half. He's tried to get the ball into the danger area. It's gone for a goal kick, thankfully. Um, we've looked at our most um, problem prone when we've given Palace time and space in about the kind of halfway point of our half. They pass the ball very well, they find players in space, and um, you know, if we continue to allow them to shoot from distance, then we will uh, get problems. That's not an argument for Gary Rowett to bring on many defensive players, but we just need to maybe focus on that uh, mid-half mid area when, they, when they're coming at us. It's nice to see some new flags. I think the club have invested in some new flags up on the Docker stand flagpoles. There's a pristine-looking St George's Cross and two uh, blue flags with lines on them. They look new. The old ones were looking a little bit um, like they've been for the back of the Trafalgar or something. It's a half-time break, really good half of football by Millwall, we're leading it at half-time. Um, I think we've been the better side, to be honest with you, where we've allowed Palace to have time and space, and I've said a few times, then they've certainly, um, you know, they've, they've shown some, some danger, but um, apart from that George Long goal, nothing really to report from the Crystal Palace side. Good goal won by them farting a bound from their own goal, put home nicely by being a phobia at the half-time break. So 1-0 Millwall. Teams are coming out for the second half, dear listeners. Here come Millwall. Palace out already. Um, lines leading at the break, clearly. Big half ahead of Millwall for the second half. You're going to expect Palace to come out as more than they really did in the first half. They must be quite disappointed with the way they played in the first 45 minutes. I thought that was very much Millwall's half. The only time that we looked anywhere near in danger is where, as I've said already, where we've given Palace time and space inside our own half to play the ball backs and forwards. That's their strength. So if we can tie up on that, keep it, you know, maintain the lead, then who knows? Mill going to be attacking the cold blow in the second half. 
Kong. Palace do bring, a, bring the ball here. This is um, Gallagher. Pass the ball over to the right side. They will probably look to exploit. That's a shot. Equaliser. Shot in from the right side. In off the post. One each inside the first minute of the second half. Just what we didn't want. As we've said a few times across the first half, when they move the ball backwards and forwards, they are a dangerous side. Substitution, George Evans, never a good sight. George Evans coming into the game after the uh, display up there at Bristol City. The other day, Keithton Belt, sorry, not Evans. I'll withdraw those remarks. Keithton Belt comes in, substitute for the injured, clearly, Savile, Jules Savile. Palace coming down the right now. This is where they've done damage before. Another opportunity in the same. Oh, he's at the post. Same, same shot, same move. He's at the post. Wow. Lines dodge a bullet. 51 minutes. Almost exactly the same move and goal. Ball breaks. This is now Palace coming down the Millwall right again. The same player did damage for the first goal. Over the bar. He's been looking very, very dangerous. Seven. Etsy. Might not be Etsy. I think I'm in danger of calling everyone Etsy. <laughs> I haven't got the team sheet. <laughs> Lions looking very vulnerable down our left, dear listeners. The Palace right, middle left. All down for, for Shayojo. It's been a good game for Shayojo, actually, I think, so far. 57 minutes. All back to, to Sean Hutchinson. He's got Danny McNamara inside. This is now. Billy Mitchell just can't quite feed the ball through to, to a phobie now, allowing Palace now the chance to break, dear listeners. They've looked dangerous on the break in this second period. Here he comes down the right, he's murdering Jake, this player. 2-1, 14 from close. comes on the pitch as well as a few um, snap bottles of Snapple over there on the far side. Player was celebrating from the Mill Fez and uh, unfortunately that will be picked up on camera, dear listeners, as will this flare that's smouldering away. 2-1 the Palace, deserved can't deny that. Fireworks night in uh, Croydon tonight. All floated forwards. Lions just running into cul-de-sacs in the second half so far, Dennis. I'm not sure what we've got on the bench to change it. We've got some young players out there. Whether it's um, the atmosphere and, and time and place to throw them into it, I don't know. Who's this? Mason Bennett's coming in. Balak Pierce is coming out. Attacker for a defender. Well, you can't complain of that. He's not played badly for me, this game, Pierce, but certainly in the second half we've been found wanting. I presume that means we'll go 4 4 2, I'm guessing.
well thrown bottle of um, Lucasay seems to have hit him on the head. You see, this is not going to play well. <laughs> I think an FA inquiry coming, dear listeners. <laughs> All slammed around for the distance, that's put over the bar from the D, from the corner. 66 minutes. Halfway through the second half, I've got to say that Mill have been very much um, second best in this second period, dear listeners. Obviously now 2-1 behind, having led at the half-time break, as, as per the template for the season. Um, pretty good first half, but we've not seen anything like it in the second Palace. I suppose you could say are playing to their strengths, movement and pace and power. Um, and we haven't really had much to, to answer to that. struggled uh, to find any way through really that ball along there is not good it does fall to Mason Bennett there's a poor poor defensive header there over on the left side now little one two Mason Bennett coming down the left what can he do ball into the middle bouncing around cleared by the Palace defence little moment there Dillison's coming to 72 minutes Milan's win the ball back this is how to do it the crowd will get behind you Ojo now on the right 73rd minute All floated into the middle, no one there. Mill just showing a little glimpse of um, a, hopefully a better last 17 minutes now. Pressing further forwards, crunching tackles. Palace taking their time. They've got themselves in front by um, playing to their strength. That will be our strength, dear listeners. They play to their strength, we play to our strength. Brings the crowd into the game. Bradshaw coming out. Who's just coming in? Boateng, I think, is it? And Bury coming in. Okay. It'll be a long throw. I imagine a Billy Mitchell long throw. And it comes. It's to the near post. It goes skidding around. No one in particular. It comes back to... Billy Mitchell on the right now, he puts the cross in, there's a header ball, oh, across the face of goal, almost with um, the fairy sign of Boateng from the goal there. This is, uh, the 20 on the edge of the penalty area, the 22, shot is blocked, that should be taken by George Long, that is. Last chance alone, long ball forward surely, we've got 30 seconds on my watch. Ball falls to Bury, he puts the ball out wide, Billy Mitchell. Mason Bennett pulling him on the right. He's got the ball into the middle. Matt Smith fanning into the arms of the goalkeeper. I think that's it, dear listeners. That was the chance. There we are. As the rain starts to beat down in Bermondsey, I think that's it now, dear listeners. Five minutes are up on my watch. Great kick from Millwall, maybe one last go. We'll see. We'll see how much time we get now. Great support, great support, Millwall. Longs forwards. This will be last chance for them. Headed up and away. There it is. 
finishes 2-1 to Crystal Palace, probably um, deservedly so in the big picture, but Mill certainly acquitted themselves well from me over the course of the first 45 and then the end period of the second, second half. Um, lot to take out of that game in my opinion, not least the introduction of Tyler Bury late in the game. Uh, otherwise we were just a little bit exposed I think by what we might have expected at the start of the game, which was um, the pace and power of Crystal Palace after the, after the break. But there we are, um, I think it's a game we can hold our heads up high and that's the cup dealt with, concentrate on that all important league. We'll be back after these messages dear listeners. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Achtung, Mehlball. Hello, Axon. Really unlucky today, I felt, apart from 15 minutes of quality. I wish they just would not show Elise on his left side all the time. He just shifted in and it was just, it was like a bombardment in the second half. But overall, I think this performance says that if Jed, well, not if, when Jed moves on, I don't think we've got anything to worry about. We've got a decent, half decent side that can stay in the championship at the very least. Uh, there's not really much to worry about, I think, going forward, as long as we can keep a phobie and potentially someone similar to Ojo, who I think is starting to grow into himself in the club. Um, Danny McNamara, what a player. Absolutely mustard today. Um, and just hope that you know, if we do end up seeing Danny McNamara, I'm not saying now, but in years to come, that he is a saleable asset. We need to strike while the iron's hot to further strengthen the team, I think. So it's so early to say to sell him, but um, this is probably the next kid that I would say is going to be worth millions for us. And we need to start changing mentality at the club to think, right, we need to 
start growing the team instead of running out, running down contracts and then selling our best players for a pittance. That's got to stop at Millwall. We've just got to be forward-thinking and be brave enough to let go of our stars to bring in better players or more better players, um, which really does come down to the recruitment team. They need to pull their finger out. We haven't got or Alex Aldridge or Neil Bullivant pulling the strings anymore. We've got someone new who should have some kind of time, type of nous to bring in better players, and that's all going to be down to them and Gary Rowett. Let's hope we can start moving on and maybe flirt with the playoffs. Who knows? Come on, your lines. So walking back um, via the Ilderton Roadway because the old Bill wouldn't let us walk through by the line centre to get to the Silwood where my cars parked. So it's a long walk back after a 2-1 defeat to uh, Crystal Palace to damn the FA Cup. Um, in truth, I there were things you could take from, away from the game that we could have done better. But I think considering the way our squad's been hit with uh, COVID, the way some of our players have been fit when they have returned from COVID, and generally the depth of our squad compared to Crystal Palace's, um, I think that it was a real it was a real battling performance from Millwall. It wasn't, wasn't the prettiest, um, and I, I, I think a, a, if it was a game where it could be a draw, and you got a point, obviously that would have been a fairer result for me. Um, but I think aside from the opening ten minutes of the second half, uh, we were definitely in in that game for large parts. Um, I did say when a missed. His first one in the first half, uh, that he had a great chance uh, that he put over the bar. That it will be chances, it will be chances like that that will cost us the game um, ultimately, and that will be the difference between Millwall and Crystal Palace. And, and that's that's what it was because um, you put that away as two all, you know, and, and it's a completely different game then, or or it would have been two all, should I say? But I think that, in a nutshell, is how the game was. Palace had three maybe four very good chances in that opening 10 minutes of the second half. Two went in, one hit the post and one went over, but had George Long beat. Millwall had a lot of half chances um, and generally didn't take them. There were a few moments in the game where I thought that we lacked, obviously, the, the quality in the sense that I think there was one time we, we linked up about sort of like 15 to 20 passes, but we're still on the halfway line when you're 2-1 down. Now, I appreciate keeping the ball is what you need to do and, you know, build up attacks and everything like that. But it's a cup game where where you're the underdog. So you, you sort of think half, chuck everything at Palace. Um, a great atmosphere in the ground. I think both sets of fans. I mean, Palace only got really into the game fan-wise when they scored. But, you know, both both fans made a great, great day of it. As always in the FA Cup, it's just a disappointing result. But... We looked to the league now and, and what's going to happen in this window. So, overall disappointed to have lost, don't get me wrong, because I always like the FA Cup, I'm one of the old-fashioned types who do. But you can't be too disappointed with the performance the boys put in. It was dogged, it was determined, we tried. But in this instance, it just wasn't enough. But come on your lines. Hi Nick, it's Matt Richards, just uh, driving back from that game. And um, yeah, I mean, obviously disappointed, but I, I was really pleased with the performance. You know, I think um, against the Premier League team, you know, you know how much money their team's worth. I thought, you know, we, we, we competed really well in the first half. You can t- you can t- you can see the skill they've got. You know, they can just make space and run into space. But 
like the first half we pressured them well and I thought, you know, fair enough, you know, I thought win you know, going in one nil half time was was a good result and um second half I know, yeah, obviously the start of it is really disappointing, the goals. Um but honestly I can't fault the team or the management for any of that. You know, the effort was there. You know, we've got to give these these players a chance. You know, Billy made a couple of mistakes, but he's he's a young kid. He's he's one of our best players. We need to stick with him. You know, I thought Tyler Bury coming on did really well. Danny Mack was superb. I can't really fault any of the team really, to be fair. You know, even like you know Dodgy Pierce at the back. You know, I think he done okay in the first half, or, or you know whilst he's on the pitch. So two one. You know, desperate to beat Palace. I couldn't care less getting to the fourth round of the cup. I just wanted to beat Palace, but. You know, I'm happy with that performance. You know, and if we can do that week in, week out, and that's that's the that's the magic question, because we just can't do that. But if we could, then I think we'd have a really good team. But anyway, um, come on, you Lions, come on, we're going to the next game. Cheers. Mike A. Mayfield in that two-one defeat in the cup to Crystal Palace. Um, obviously disappointing to lose. I think on the whole, we can be very proud of the performance over 90 minutes. Uh, we matched them for the high majority of the game. Certainly in the first half, um, Palace showed no arsehole, really didn't show up at all. And I think we were there and we had some good chances. Obviously, really forced that error from Jack Butland and, uh, and, a, and a tidy finish from Afobi to put us one up. And we looked comfortable in that first half. And I think that was what was so disappointing to concede 30 seconds into the second half. Um, and that really got Palace's tails up then and they had a really good spell for about 15 minutes where they turned it on and they looked like that sort of Premier League team that you might have been expecting um, and obviously we struggled to cope I thought not not Malone's fault but he was really exposed on that left uh, and obviously we struggled to deal with that, that Alese or whatever his, his name is but um but then you know when they did go to when we came back into the game um, a lot to be honest and had a good few goes at their their defence and, and some good half chances which on another day could have fallen for the right person or even when Boateng came on maybe he could have just got there and, and poked that home what a story that would have been but you know if, if it had gone to uh, extra time I certainly wouldn't have said that would be would have been undeserved because I think you know, we matched them for most of the game and played played well um, on the whole so that that's why it's disappointing I, I'm pleased that we had a good go uh, today and it's just disappointing that we just couldn't couldn't quite quite get enough to to sort of get it to extra time in in the end um individual performances um i think yeah it's it, bradshaw good again i think a phobe put himself about faded a bit in the second half thought um bury looked really bright when he came on it was an excellent cross um and i think the difference between bury and ojo is bury actually wants to take a man on and he can do that with the ability he's got whereas ojo you know put himself about and and sort of looked a bit dangerous at times but he just always sort of looks to either win a foul or sort of actually pass back and play the safe option um you know if i'm if i'm gary rowett i'd much rather have tyler tyler bury in my side than ojo um obviously made quite a few changes throughout the game and you know I guess they did make a positive impact Savile forced off I thought Keefton Bell came on and played well um, I was joking to the bloke beside me that he was a red card waiting to happen and funnily enough the first thing that he did was foul someone but fortunately Keith actually um, <laughs> sort of toned it down a little bit but I thought he played well actually when he came on certainly much more assured and and um, than, than sort of Evans at Bristol City but 
Yeah, it's a good atmosphere at the den today and I think the crowd definitely appreciated the effort at the end. I mean, to lose to your rivals is obviously uh, shit. Um, but, you know, I think we can be proud of, of the performance against, you know, a good, a pretty good Premier League side, if we're honest. Uh, so, yeah, there we go. Unfortunately, no upset today, um, but we definitely didn't disgrace ourselves. And, yeah, there we go. So, on to, on to the next one. Come on, you lines. Achtung. Milbal. Huge welcome now to Matt to the show in the aftermath of that 2 1 loss to Crystal Palace at the Den this afternoon. Matt, um, I don't know about you, mate, but I'm, I'm, I'm feeling strangely um, okay about the, the game overall. I, I felt we actually, there was a lot of good positive points that came out of what should normally be a fairly gutting home defeat to our near neighbour rivals. How did you see this afternoon's performance, mate? Yeah, the, 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 first, first of all, uh, good evening to you, Nick. Um, good evening to you, mate. And, yeah, and um, I, I, I think I think what what you've got to understand before sort of tackling the question of the, this fixture in particular is uh, the Crystal Palace that we played nine years ago and are not the same side. They, they, no. the, the same side we face today. They, they solidified themselves as a, as a Premier League side. They're, they're, and if you think of the archetypal Premier League side, you, you're probably looking at something like Palace, like, like Stoke were for many years. Sort yeah. of mid-table, no danger of sort of threatening the European places, but no, no real danger of uh, facing relegation as well. Uh, and I, and I, to be honest, with We've we've had a sort of disruptive few weeks, haven't we? In terms have, of players yeah. players out yeah. with COVID, uh, I thought we gave. I thought we were, especially in the first half, we were well worth well well worth the battle. I thought we um, we absolutely absolutely competed for everything with them in that first half. And if you if you said to a neutral who was the um, mid table championship side, who was the mid table Premier League side, I don't think you'd be able to distinguish really. No, you, I mean you make a very good point um, regarding the the resources available to both clubs. I mean, I, I think you, I think it hits the nail on the head. I mean, Palace are never going to be challenging for top four, top six spots in. I don't see them in the Premier League, but they're they're, they're they've used their income, the vast income of the Premier League, well enough to build a very decent side. And yeah. we we got a glimpse of that. I mean, I think you're right. I mean, the first half was, I think I described it as all mill war at the end of it. There was, there was one shot, I think, that George Long batted away from, um, it was like a, a shot from distance and he, he put it behind. Mm. That was about Palace's only real chance of, of the first half. But otherwise, you know, we had the early chance for, uh, for Benicophobe, which unfortunately put over. And then the very well-worked goal. I mean, we pressed them high, Matt, and I mean, worked... Yeah. An opportunity was put away, you know, put away well by Benicophobe. So to get in front, given the, you know, I mean, I don't know what the cost of our squad would be. I mean, maybe one player of of, of uh, Crystal Palace's side would, would equal the amount of money that we've invested in our our side recently. Um, so there is there is a vast difference. I think where it really came out for me um, was the start of the second half when they turned it up a gear. They 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 moved the ball and passed it well. And they found, um, uh, you know, space on that right side, number number seven. I remember doing a lot of damage on us, and that's unfortunately that's what the quality that's what quality can do to you. Um, yeah, 
not for very long, but enough to get themselves in front. Well, how, how many chances can you can you count on on one hand that Palace had from your memory? I, all I can really remember is uh, the two goals, if anything. Two they, goals. They, they, hit, they hit the post. They yeah. hit the post as well, didn't they? Um, they but they yeah. did hit the post. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he was the, the the seven. I can't. Is it Michael? Um, Alise. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah he's in last season. I thought he looked quality. I mean, certainly exposed our our left side of our defence, and you know, I think he made Matt um, Matt Scott Malone look a little bit um, you know lost and lonely <laughs> on the left side there because. You know, um, unfortunately, it was it was a critical period to to concede so soon after half time, having done yeah. well to get ourselves in front, Matt, and it, it hurt, didn't it? I mean, the, we we I thought at one point um, it might go bad on us because I thought that we were in danger of really, you know, uh, conceding more. But um, actually, we did well to come. And it was one of the positive points I wanted to take out of today's game is the fact that we didn't. We didn't collapse. There was no cricket score. We we actually clawed our way back into a game that, by rights, was getting away from us, um, and then went close at the end. There's a lot to take away from today's performance. I feel. I don't know if I'm being, you know, happy clappy on the Kool Aid, but I, I I left the I left the den feeling feeling positive, and it's an odd feeling in a defeat. Yeah, I, I mean, I know. I know you you tend to sort of take things um, as they are, which is sort of probably uh, probably sensible. But uh, but what I what I took from this game was uh, if if you take if you take the sort of the the difference in spending and and I, I don't want to keep mentioning it because uh, it's obviously a one off cup tie. It shouldn't yeah. be a case of we should yeah. have to justify losing a game because of money. But in in terms of effort. We absolutely more more than made up for that gap in sort of quality uh, with effort. We just we just fell short, and I, I feel like if uh, if Murray Wallace and Jeb Wallace both play, I feel that maybe it's a different game. Because if you if you consider the the two goals that Palace score, they come down our left hand side. It's it's glaringly obvious that this Elise. Uh, even from playing against him last season, it's glaringly obvious that he's a he's a left-footed player that plays on the right-hand side. Yeah. He, he he clearly wants to come in on that left foot, and it, it is a wonder of a left foot. And you let you let him do it once in the you know within ninety seconds of the second half starting. All right. Well, you've learnt your lesson, surely. But then, yeah, for, to um, do it again, yeah. But but it, it, it happens again for the goal. But even before that, I, I, I seem to remember about three or four minutes after their equaliser, it happened again and he, he curled one just wide. And I thought, I, I, I was just sitting there thinking, is, is he not on the Is Wallace not on the bench? Like, I, I was trying to wrap my brains thinking, is, is Murray Wallace not there? Because I, Malone was clearly just standing off him and offering him sort of inside. And... Um, from... And yeah, and obviously it, it it paid off for them because he ends up putting one straight on the centre forward's head. To, yeah, uh, I mean, to win them the game. Scott Malone, great player going forwards. Um, yeah, I, I, it, there is meant to be a defensive role in there, Scott. If if you're listening to the show, <laughs> I love I, what you do I, going forwards. I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to criticise him too much because he's um, last season he was excellent for us. And, and 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 as you say, at, attacking wise, I think uh, I think if there's 
if there's a position for Scott Malone, I think it's as a left midfielder or a left winger. I can see why you'd play him as a wing-back because he can sort of get a bit of both. But I, I think his defensive duties are fairly abandoned when he... Um, when he plays as part of a defence, and it's um, especially when you haven't got a left-sided centre half like Murray Wallace to cover him, he's uh, he sort of was shown at fault today, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean Murray Wallace apparently his partner's just had a baby, so I think we can probably wish him well and wish wish he'd been there today. But you know, there's there's bigger things course, than, yeah. than uh, a third round cup tie. But there we are. We did miss him today. I, I felt, um, which is a tribute, incidentally, Matt, to the amount of work and effort and sheer desire for self-improvement that Murray Wallace has put in over his career because, you know, he came to us as pretty much a, I think a scunful he came from, wasn't it, mm-hmm. originally? And, yet, yeah. um, you know, not not a player of any any standing, and yet there he is. We're, we're bemoaning his loss today. So, you know, that, that's, that speaks volumes. Um, yeah. And, of course, the other, the other Wallace is, is Jed, and um, we've had this kind of soap opera um, of the Jed Wallace uh, transfer is it? Is it or isn't it? Um, Besiktas or is it Nottingham? And you know all this kind of stuff. It, it's it'll be nice. I feel it would be nice. Interested to know what you think. I feel it'd be nice to get that sorted one way or the other. Because one other positive point that came out of the you know the loss today was the late introduction of, of Tyler Bury, um, who looked really attractive as a, as, a, as a you know as a winger. Um, and I also enjoyed today's Shay Ojo's performance. I've seen one or two online um, not liking him so much, but I don't know what they were looking at today. So I thought he actually is improving game by game, and today was one of those improvements. How did you How did you see those two boys? Um, yeah, so it, in terms of Ojo, my my main criticism of him can be that at times uh, he, he's not the same type of winger as, as what we've got at the club. He's not like a, a Conor Mahoney or a Jed Wallace that will look to take on their man. He he seems to be a very good player in a, in a counter-attacking system that gets the ball up the pitch quickly and can win fouls to get us up the pitch. Uh, I don't see him... Um, it, it, it's a bit weird to say because... The way I'd sort of suggest it is he's not an attacking threat, but he he is, in, in a sense, he, his, his best, as, as I've just sort of said, his best attribute is carrying the ball up the pitch from defensive situations and getting us sort of 20, 30 yards up the pitch into the opposition's half and buying fouls. Mm. Uh, I, thought he, I thought he was absolutely excellent today. I thought he was superb. I thought the only person that would sort of pip him to man the match was uh, Danny Mack. Yeah, I was going. I was going to come come to that man of the match. I mean, I've, I've the same. I'm sure every one of the fifteen thousand odd Millwall fans in the stadium today would would um, name check Danny Mack because he he was on fire today. I, th- I think that's yeah. where you do you do want Millwall players out there, don't you? You know, he's a Millwall boy and he knew what it meant to um, take it to Crystal Palace, and we saw that today. Um, I mean, I, I also put down Tom Bradshaw. Actually, I think the first half he, he, he put a lot of lot of hard work in, and he's he's a, a player that um, is another one of the better stories of the season. Really, to see him improving, um, I, I like the fighting spirit of the side, uh, Matt. Because you know you can argue on the one hand it's another half time lead given away in the second half, but I don't put this in the same category as Peterborough and um, and Bristol. Um, the second half, we were we were kind of knocked back on our feet a little bit by the the the, the pace and power of Palace at the start of the game, at the start of the half, anyway. And but then we did have enough spine to 
take it back to them when we came close. I mean, it would have been a fairy tale if uh, Nana Boteng had put the ball in the net, wouldn't it? At late in the uh, yeah. in the eighty fifth minute or something like that when that ball came in. Yeah, so I, I think I think you've got you've you've made a good point there in terms of it wasn't a sort of capitulation like Peterborough. No. However, however, you've got to say, how many times are we going to get a crowd like that at the Den this season, in particular? And, 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 and <laughs> yeah, I say, I, I say to, I say to people all the time, if, if we, if we had a full, full house like we did today, that are properly on the opposition's back, I, I feel like we'd have a good chance of going up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I actually, I don't know why. I sit sometimes in the stadium, listeners, and I think of these things, but. My my initial kind of um, thought when they said it was a twelve forty five kickoff was oh, oh blimey I don't like early kickoffs, but actually it, it's a nice balance because the chaps in the stadium they had clearly had a drink but they had had so much drink they were soporific they weren't falling asleep on it <laughs> they were nicely angered they were, it, was, it was just on the right side of it I, I wonder whether one o'clock kickoffs are the way forwards for us but that's probably, probably a side point. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I know what you mean. Um, I mean, the next game is uh, Nottingham Forest, I think, at home, isn't it? Um, will be the, the, mm. the next next uh, fixture. Be interesting to see how many uh, are there for that one as against today. It was always going to be a be interesting cat, to see if Jed will be there as well. Yeah, and who's you playing for? Um, I, I mean, I, I do think it's something that needs settling. Um, if he's going to move, okay. Don't like it. Wished he was staying, um, but let's get it done because I think the longer the soap opera drags on, the more um, it's a diversion. Because what I really mm. want to say to listeners, and I don't know if you agree with this, Matt, is that today mm. and the performance overall, I accept we got beat, but I thought today showed a lot of positives, and there will be life after Jed Wallace has, has, has moved on because we've got some good young kids. Um, and we didn't see enough mm. of Nana Boteng today. It would have been lovely if he put that ball in the net. Mm-hmm. But certainly, I saw we'd seen a little touch of Tyler Bury previously, and he looks like he's really improved up there at Hartlepool. I want to see him more. Well, you know what? I'd, uh, I watched I watch a lot of the games in the lockdown. And um, as I'm sure most people know, Bury sort of got 10, 15 minutes sparsely yeah. across the season. Um, and you know what? Every time he came on, he he impressed me. He seemed like a bit of a live wire. Um, I don't know whether it's his sort of his gangly frame or because he, he's he's a bit of a unit. Is he? He's about six foot two, six foot three. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's not your conventional winger in the sense that he's not like your Jeff Wallace. You're you're five foot ten, nippy. He he seems to be one of those that be quick over long strides. Um, and every time he came on last season, he impressed me. So I was completely, I was completely shocked when he went to Hartlepool. To be honest, I thought he yeah. was one club rather than a team just promoted from the national league. But um, but he went to Hartlepool. He, he rips it up, didn't he? And um, unfortunately, got injured. But I, I think, I think just his, his little cameo today has shown that he, he's got some worth to this squad. Absolutely. I'm just, as you're speaking, I'm just reading some of the, the tweets today. Jake Sanders says, uh, great to see Tyler Bury back in a Millwall shirt. He thought he really made a difference late on with his pace and confidence to get um, to get back. Um, would be yeah. great to see him get further chances. Um, but worst case, he needs to go back on loan to a higher level. And lead to, I'd, I'd like to see him stay for the season. I think if we're going to sell Jed Wallace, it's great to see some of our creative players stay. I mean, I, I don't know what the position is regarding Conor Mahoney, Matt. I mean, I, it's it's an mm. fascinating thing in a way, but 
it doesn't seem favoured for some some reason. So if if not, um, you know, o- Ojo and Tyler Bury on on as two wingers, well, I might be I might be dreaming of the nineteen eighties again, <laughs> mightn't I? With that kind of, yeah. uh, kind of there's one here I just want to run past you. I mean, I won't go too deeply into this, but Luke Stallard says um, probably a very popular and un- un- unpopular opinion. But Jules Savile was brilliant today before he was injured. I think we did miss him a little bit. He was crunching some of the tackles in midfield, and it was one of Jules uh, Savile's better games this season for me too. How did you see him? Yeah. His, his best attribute is his energy, isn't it? Um, he, he's one of those. He's one of those. Obviously, he had he had that season for us, didn't he, where he got ten goals, and he seems yeah. to be popping up here, there, and everywhere. But he, his main and and I guess you can sort of recognise this from that season, but. His best, his best trait is his ability to just sort of pop up out of nowhere. And he, he seems, he seems to do the dirty work really well without getting noticed. And I, I feel like um, Ryan Leonard's in the same boat as well. When you, uh, when he plays, especially he, he starts get more credit for it recently. I, I thought, I thought Savile was excellent stopping. Uh, yeah, Hughes. Um, and and the thing you've got to remember is I I don't know if this was a, sort of a, a tactical mistake from out we were outnumbered in that midfield because they played um, oh no of course I'm I'm being stupid now I've uh, I've just realised so they they played a free midfield of um, they played Connor Gallagher the boy that was at Charlton yeah uh, with Hughes and uh, Jeffrey Slut as well he, he played in there. So, so we were we were outnumbered in that midfield at all times. So Savile and Mitchell had a lot of work to do, um, and I thought I thought overall I thought Mitchell's Mitchell's passing was you know a little bit uh, sloppy at times, but I thought the ground the ground that them two covered they were outstanding. Yeah, I agree. If, I, I, if I'm honest, I sometimes think that um, Billy just the, the game is played at very high tempo. And I just think he's got to tune his mind into be at that that higher tempo. I mean, he's not far mm. off of it. Um, mm. But I, I just I think you're right. I think he was just a little bit caught today. I mean, just looking at Jack Clark's post here, bit, uh, Mitchell played very well, but takes too many touches, needs to release the ball quicker. He also mentions Jules long in goal. I thought Jules did a good job today. I don't think he could have done much about either goals. To be fair to him, Matt, did you? Pretty solid, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. I mean, my my only issue from watching him before. Um, and it, this this goes back to just League Cup games against Cambridge in the early rounds. Is that he's a he's a left footed goalkeeper, yeah. And if you're if you're a defender like you know, say Jake Cooper, how used to how used to it are you going to be in terms of uh, playing the ball to the left hand side of the keeper rather than the right of Bart who's played there for two or three years? <laughs> and and yeah. I, I sort of do get a bit nervous when when I see the ball going back because I wonder where it's going to end up, but. Uh, I, I have to say, I thought George Long's um, putting a good, a good claim to um, to challenge Bart, who's obviously he, he's made the mistake at Bristol City, hasn't he? But yeah, uh, and and obviously question marks will be raised from that. Uh, personally, I don't think that you know he should be uh, challenged for that number one shirt as of yet because he's been he's been fucking fantastic for. For a long time now, but you, you can see why the question can be asked. And George Long did absolutely everything he could today. There's nothing he could do about the goals. Absolutely, um, absolutely. And, and yeah, you, you've got to commend him for that because he's been out. He's he signed for us six months ago, probably expecting to be in and around the first team uh, by now. Otherwise, you know, why would you have signed? Yeah. But, um, 
But yeah, he, he, he was solid today and fair play to him. If he gets a crack against Forrest on Saturday, I wouldn't have any qualms about it whatsoever. Fingers fingers crossed we can take some of the atmosphere. I mean, I'm just going to close us now with a wonderful tweet by the Black Friday Agreement. You know you know who you are out there, the Black Friday Agreement. Um, he knew that it was going to be a proper middle atmosphere today, Matt, when he saw 20 coppers on the door of the Five Bells pub. Um, as for the game, <laughs> 10 for effort. But we were missing three key players showing how threadbare our squad is. Um, yeah, proper. it was a proper middle atmosphere today. And I always think if you can get... You know, you can't get past the third round game really without an FA inquiry. So um, we'll see. We'll see how it come becomes of that. <laughs> oh dear, great stuff. On to on to Nottingham Forest. Well done, Mill today, but just not quite good enough. Huge thank you to yeah. Matt for joining our show. I'll let you get on with your evening. I'm going to go have my dinner now, Matt. Yeah, not a problem. Have a lovely evening. Thank you. Thanks for coming on the show, <laughs> and we'll talk again soon, mate. All the best. Thank you for listening to Aston Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a tea for the review. However, the Aston Millwall. Till next time. Who do you want to watch? Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.